Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from TheNextReel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. We're in the credits of Jon Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man. And joining us for a fun-filled week of minutes is our very own Tommy Handsome from The Next Reel and the What's That Smell podcast. Hey, Tommy. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. And I somehow forgot until you just said it. It's a daily podcast. (laughs) That is so impressive. And something about that also makes my blood run cold. (laughs) That's so much work. I'm very, very impressed. But either way, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we knew talking credits that you would be the man for the job. Oh, they call me Tommy Talking Credits Mets. That's me. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, we are looking at Iron Man Minute 121 on today's show. The minute starts with the five-person team that makes up the Marvel Creative Committee, and it ends with the trio of set dressers making their way onto the screen. I, I think, Andy, I, you know, <laughs> you you are the supreme ruler and commander uh, over the show, but I, mm. I wonder if I, could su- if I could suggest, you know, Hydra. <laughs> Uh, that maybe we start for uh, for young Tommy here to just hear why he ended up in the credits section because he's a charming and fun and intelligent person. He's in <laughs> the business, true. and yet somehow he is in the final five credits minutes of this movie. And I would like to hear from him why that is. You'd like to hear from me? <laughs> Well, don't you think you're the best equipped to do it? That's a good point, because I live in my mirror. Um, <laughs> I I assume that I was asked to do the credits, because A, who doesn't love a good credit? <laughs> and B, I, out of all of us, and I'm sure out of all of your guests, I assume, um, that I am the least superhero aficionado-ish. Whoops. Well, okay. We can work around that. <laughs> well, it's way, out there. Yeah. Working on his English, too. Right. <laughs> um, uh, listeners of the uh, TNR Film Board, the next reel of the Film Board episodes, will know that I have a I was going to say love-hate, but it's not even that. It's just sort of a mild-hate <laughs> relationship with superhero movies. They are not for me. I'm more of a horror movie fan, and so the fact that this three-phase thing that has been taking over movies and theaters across the world is not for me. Um, and so I think that's why you saved me just to talk about a bunch of <laughs> white on black <laughs> words on a script instead of doing a deep dive into things that I don't care for. Well, and we did we did have a very conscious conversation about how we didn't want to invite Tommy onto the show to talk about any fake things interacting with fake things, because that right. would be the end. Correct. That is not for me. Because you love bringing that up every time that happens on <laughs> That's the That's not fun yeah. for anybody. Yeah. Us <laughs> listeners, not fun for anybody. Fake things jumping on the back of another fake thing, falling down <laughs> right. a fake thing while landing on a fake thing. No. Nope. <laughs> but to be fair, Tommy, you I know that you went back and you watched this movie again preparing for this. I did. And and I'm curious, what did you think when you looking at it from the from the, the perspective of, you know, talking about this movie, the movie that sort of started the whole thing. Did, was, were you at least able to be a little bit kinder to it than you normally would be? Much more so. And one of the reasons, I actually liked the movie a lot more than I thought I would on rewatching. And the reason is, and this is probably, <laughs> by the way, 
Speaking of what's that smell, I do have anxiety of like every joke or every comment I'm going to make. I assume someone else has already made on your podcast because they've had like a minute to like do all of their like I've got Burger King jokes like I have bits to do, but I know that everyone has done all of them. We had a but whole old... episode about Burger King. That's right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, because I mean, if I was held captive in a cave for two months, the cheeseburger I'd want when I got out would not be from Burger King. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So I assume someone already made that joke okay anyways um i forgot that iron man is if there's one superhero that i like it's batman and that's because he's not a superhero he is a rich genius that is super handy with things or like a really smart detective that's iron man iron man is not a superhero he has no actual superpowers he just has the he's super handy and the ability to pay for and the courage to make himself seem like a superhero that's so much more accessible to me than like thor the least of the excess until he got funny now i like him because he's funny but before i mean the more super you get the less interest i have that's why i'm always such a huge batman fan over superman for instance. So that really helped me in this. So uh, the fact that he's kind of like a super MacGyver, you're, yeah, that, that's yes. what really made it work. <laughs> yeah, there's something more, just someone about uh, that is just purely human and has the ability to do anything, you know, with his riches and his connections, but to use that power for good, that's exciting for me. Maybe that's more, huh, kind of following this theory like that, but maybe that's where I get into the, because I was never a superhero fan growing up, but maybe that's how I can access the dream. If I was to be a superhero, I wouldn't, it's not like I came from another planet or got bit by some radioactive something. Um, instead, I just... It's a spider, Tom. It's always been a spider, just so you know. Has it? I'm sure someone's been bitten by something else that was radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what venom is, but either way, point being, um, maybe that's my entry level to it. So really, it's so if if you're going to be a superhero, it would require you to become a billionaire first. I, I think that's a good angle to take. <laughs> it's like that's the third option in that age old question. Flight or invisibility? You have to add billionaire industrialist to that. Flight, invisibility or billionaire industrialist. That's your choice. I <laughs> because if that's the case, my radioactive spider is LinkedIn. <laughs> like then, I can, that would be my access to this special world, and that's a very achievable. <laughs> I can do this. I can do yeah. this. Yeah, but no. So the, uh, to sum up, I did enjoy it much more than I thought I would, uh, and I have a couple just notes that I can bring up if you want. Or yeah, yeah okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I like the reverence of it. It does such a good job in setting up the way that these movies are going to go versus the DC. Everything is so horrible. And every time someone sneezes, all the buildings fall down. I mean, it's just reverence to the character, but it's still cheeky and fun. And Jen, John Favreau and the writers bring like lots of comedic reversals to it. Like it's yeah. the film is tons with I'm never gonna. And then the next scene is them doing exactly that. I'm always a sucker. <laughs> it's kind of like it's a little hacky, but I'm always a sucker for it. And there's room in these films about superheroes for that stuff. And I think Marvel really got that early on. I had forgotten how pleasingly lo-fi the first suit he makes in the cave is. Uh, right. I, oh, yeah. I mean, that's really fun. It's just a flamethrower. I believe that it could exist. Maybe not that he flies away at the end, but I guess he was <laughs> building missiles. I mean, right. that it's was like really rockets. fun. I, yeah, I guess that uh, does make sense. Um, a less world building movie wouldn't have spent so long building and learning how to operate the, is it Mark II? Is that what they call yeah. it? Yeah. 
Right. That said, but it's super important. It's super fun. But to see him sort of wake up, there's a lot of patience. You can tell, I think that, oh, can I tell you guys something? <laughs> sure. Um, sure. Do you know what I just learned yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> His name's not Kevin Feig. Right. Okay. I Good. just learned that yesterday. <laughs> Do you know the amount of times I've said Kevin Feig? What is it? Feig? Feig? It's Feige. Feige. Oh, see, I'm still getting it wrong. Whatever. (laughs) But I've said that, like, because I try to be a smarty smart about movies. And they're like, well, it's really Kevin Feig's mission. The amount of people that have been like, oh. But it sounds like really pretentious when you say it that way. So it's like adding to that that element of your pretentious comment. Yeah. Yeah. I I call him Kevin Feig's. It's cool. Uh, (laughs) um, But you can see the patience you can see that they're going to take their time with right, the story yeah. and really but without having the first movie being three hours long right it's it's very patient yet pretty streamlined i was really impressed uh for most of that did of you see course, it in theaters when it came out i did um i would have seen it with friends because they would have made me and i think i <laughs> i enjoyed it i just didn't remember much of it um gotcha. and it has more in line until 144.44. I was pretty interested and hooked the entire time. 144.44 is when the big boss fight starts. And that's mm-hmm. when What's-His-Name comes out and he's even bigger Iron Man. And that's, I mean, <laughs> that's just, I started to lose interest. Like, I, that's when I was like walking into the kitchen to get something. Oops, I forgot to press pause. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the sign of, are we in the part in Avatar where he's jumped on the back of a thing that doesn't exist? And I'm like, okay. Oh, I catch up. <laughs> right. I can, yeah. I, I'll know where this goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, just last couple real quick things, the rock music infused score, not the rock music, but the fact that the score has like a rock feel to it, I think is really important to make it kind of hip and make Mm -hmm. it kind of cool and also accessible. I know I keep saying that word all the time, but that's my biggest thing. Is this movie accessible for me? Because it's not generally for me. Uh, is there anything else? Oh, the amount of times characters call each other by their first names in normal conversation is alarming. Have you guys talked about that at all? <laughs> no, I don't think I've yeah, noticed it's, this. It's not something you notice as much when you're watching it minute by minute. Sure, because it's so broken up. I do know he does say Tony a lot. Tony gets, gets oh, said so maybe much. a million times. I'm not Bridges crazy, Pepper. Well, yeah. I'm not doing it, Tony, but Pepper, I need you to. Like, that's in one <laughs> scene. I was like, settle down. I haven't called anyone by their first name in weeks because I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> I get it that that's like that's sort of shorthand and it, it helps with um, what I guess intensity or something. It's just not how people talk. That's the <laughs> conversation equivalent of people never saying goodbye when they hang up the phone. Is there a strategy to that, though, when you're looking at building like is there a world building strategy to that? And I mean, this not as a bit like there is there's something to teaching us the names of all of these characters through repetition so that, you know, uh, we can we can better fit into this world that is foreign in every other way by the end of the movie. I would think it would have to be, but I wonder if that is a little bit more outmoded and we just haven't grown up. Well, that's guaranteed. I mean, it's not as egregious as like, here he is, my big brother, driving a blank. It's like no one ever says my big brother to my big brother. (laughs) But but yeah, I, I, I have to assume it is, but I mean, that I'm not crazy, Pepper. Well, I'm not doing it, Tony, but Pepper, I need you to, is a real, like, it's a paraphrasing of an actual conversation that happens like an hour and 45 minutes in. 
So I would think mm-hmm. that we'd know it by now, but I'm not sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to test that, actually. I'm going to start in conversations with people I work with all the time and see on a daily basis. I'm just going to start inserting their name as often as I can and just see what it does to the conversation. And also to see if they start calling me by my name more often. You should absolutely <laughs> do that, Andy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to report back on this. This will be a fun, fun experiment. <laughs> I know if it was me and you were talking to me, I would think you were mad at me because there's something very parental about it. Right, right. right. Uh, well, it's, like when, it's like when a friend calls me Tom versus Tommy. I'm like, are we in a fight? There's something very like <laughs> formal and a little weird about it. Yeah, like I was just sitting here. Um, all right, I have two things, two more things, and then we can go on. I don't mean to take too much time no, doing no. this. Please um, do. I wish Jarvis was more like, <laughs> this is going to date me, and only about probably 8% of your listeners might get this, but I wish Jarvis was more like Clippy from the old... <laughs> from the old Microsoft Word programs. And he, and he would show up and be like, looks like you're trying to make a super suit. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you're trying to defeat something in Afghanistan. <laughs> or whatever that was. <laughs> I want that to exist so badly yeah. now. <laughs> with, the little, with the little character who pops up every time. Right. <laughs> And then my last thing is I made this note and it ended up being, I should have known that it was like, if you set up something in the first, you know, half, it'll of course have to pay off. But I originally wrote, I don't know if it was safe for Pepper to send Tony's original light cave heart out to things remembered for a cute <laughs> engraving, but it did turn out handy at the end. So, uh, yeah, so uh, that was a bunch of nonsense. But overall, I did enjoy it much more than I thought I would because of the patience it had, the human element, the fact that he's Batman instead of Superman, and Robert Downey Jr. is just so watchable all the time. He's just amazing. Yeah, he's he so really captivating. Is. And even when he's being a rapscallion in the beginning, you still want to be him. You still like him. Where do you fall with uh, Jeff Bridges and Gwyneth Paltrow? Um, I like both of them. I thought they were great. Do you like uh, them loved, outside of this I, movie too? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> is a little a little distracting just because she's such a superstar in kind of a smaller role. Uh, but I find she's very um, easy to watch. I've really loved her ever since Seven. Um, I know some people have sort of a little bit of a negative feeling for her. I don't share that. And Jeff Bridges is just really so much fun. I always like it that it seems like he's fighting his own tongue. <laughs> all the time when he's talking like there's that that tongue is just sort of like wrapping around things and he's like well that didn't pan out but uh i really liked him seeing him in that giant metal suit at the end i just uh-huh. started giggling like that's i don't <laughs> yeah. think he's the right person for that he is would be a better fit i think for a villain like michael keaton was in whichever movie that was i think spider-man yeah. When he yeah, was less was of a, a super, vulture. he was more, he had like a grounded reason versus just now I'm in an even bigger suit. But I did like the idea that an American war profiteer is the ultimate evil versus just a basic brown skin terrorist. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot too. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And it was, it's, I mean, it's a nice role for Jeff Bridges. I mean, I, I think that they all worked really well together. And considering the challenges of, of getting this script to the finish line um, while they were making it and the changes they were making with Jeff Bridges' character, it's amazing that they pulled it off in a way that that works. And I think... Oh, there that, was a lot of that 
during production or well they were trying to figure out who the who the villain was going to be still it was going to be the mandarin and they were setting jeff bridges up to be the villain like in a second film or something like that and then they liked him so much that they kind of switched things around to make him the villain and dropped the mandarin and during uh, production yeah yeah they like they had they oh were starting God. already and so they were they were trying to kind of revamp things and so wow. that's why at the end of it it kind of has that feel where all of a sudden it's like why did he take this crazy turn right you know, to all of a sudden go off the deep end and become crazy man because they liked him okay well that makes me feel better about it that's that is actually i mean in my head canon there is a scene where where they've made that decision it's the there's a close push into jeff bridges while he's watching the news and you see where he lives in his silk pajamas and there's an ibex rug on the floor with the horns still on it <laughs> that's the like now okay we we've, we've locked on bridges he's going to be the bad guy scene so uh that delights me every time okay so. <laughs> I think it's just his pet Ibex laying down. <laughs> just, just trying to be really quiet because he doesn't like it when Bridges rides him. That's right. <laughs> if I just, just lay real in. still, maybe, maybe Obi will go back to bed. Yep. Everybody, need, every bad guy needs a pet Ibex. Oh, <laughs> do they? And how? <laughs> oh. Well, we've got a few credits uh, in this minute. Um, You know, I don't know if there's anything in particular that uh, we wanted to point out. You know, I wrote this down just kind of uh, the Star Wars Minute guys do a great uh, a great bit where they pull names of um, of people who have their own names. And so I looked up the the Pete's, Tom's and Andy's just to see who we had here. And and we have uh, the first one that pops up in this minute is the first assistant camera, Peter Berglund. Hey, that's almost me. It is. It is. <laughs> so, are we? Should we be keeping score somehow, like by both function we, in seniority and frequency? Does that like one of us could actually come out on top? The seniority it's, is a tricky thing, but uh, I, I welcome you to give that a try. Yeah, like as we out. learned in the movie Drumline, every group of the every part of the band thinks they're the most important part. We did. So in a way, it's pretty subjective. <laughs> when Drumline guys, we're doing we're doing the credits of Drumline. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we have the visual effects staff assistant, Thomas Glinkowski. <laughs> visual effects. <laughs> the opposite of any department that I would ever be in. <laughs> right, exactly. Do less. Like that would be what I keep yelling as I'm immediately fired. Right. Uh, that assistant role is not going to last long for you. Yeah. I would be more like, I would be the boom operator. Well, is my guess. Th- that would be your next one. Boom operator, Tom Harding. Are you kidding? No, oh, really? That's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, and then we have another option for you set lighting technician, Tommy Dangsel. I can do that. I can flip the next switch. Tommy. Yeah. And then you and I can both be grips. There's grip Andrew Sykes and grip Thomas Watson. I would be a grip because I, I would need be people the, to just tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> like lift this, put it down, do better. Put it over fired. there. Put it over <laughs> there. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> do better. I assume that would be the third thing. <laughs> not working out. What? That's not a command. <laughs> uh, and then the last, the last one in this minute is the principal set costumer. And that's a principle. So I would say of all of them, that's probably the uh, the highest. Uh, well, maybe. But anyway, Peter Wright. Peter Peter White. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You said that other one was almost your name. This is the one that is really almost your name. It's Peter White. Peter White. As like the W-H, color. the color? Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's that's close. That's, that's very I, close. I think that's the closest we will probably get. Pete, Pete he's on the IMDb. He's Pete White. 
that's I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, you guys. Seriously. (laughs) And I, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm sort of channeling him right now. I'm doing his, uh, I'm playing the IMDb game by myself over here. So I'm just going to tell you what his top four are. Uh, Well, Dead Man Walking, uh, A Beautiful Mm. Mind, Iron Man, and Avengers Infinity War. What? Nice. And yes, he was also... RDJ's costumer for Endgame. So we're looking forward to that. Spoiler, sorry. You're going to have to watch the credits and so you can All cheer when Pete way. White's credit comes up. Uh, Pete White, I can't <laughs> even. Wow. I'm changing You're my really name. really blowing your mind. He's, he's better. This is well, Pete White. He's better than me in every way. Pete White? I am going to change it to Pete White and I'm going to start eating at the same restaurants. Uh, starting today, I'm pulling the single white female. Are you gonna start stalking uh, him on, uh, on single Twitter? white female? Single, <laughs> single white female. What? Good. I'm stop. so confused. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. Uh, the last name that I pulled, I figured I'm gonna pull my favorite name from each page of credits. My favorite name on this one is Cricket. Cricket Sloat, who is the rigging best <laughs> wow. boy set lighting. That's right. Cricket Sloat has been uh, doing this for quite a while. It has credits back to 91. The first job was on Hot Shots as oh. a dimmer board operator and also on the TV series American Dreamer, also as a dimmer operator. Actually, that was 1990. So that was actually Cricket's first job. And uh, yeah, and then Cricket's been doing a lot of dimmer board operations all the way up into kind of the 2000s when Cricket moved into assistant chief lighting te- technician, did that for a while, and then uh, and then has moved up and now in 2008 was, as I said, the rigging best boy set lighting. And uh, so Cricket's uh, IMDb game top four are Inception, Ant-Man, The Prestige, and Iron Man. Have you checked to see if the gaffer, I like it when there's like families moving around on oh, right. um, productions. Have you seen if the gaffer by chance and cricket always work together? That's so annoying to try to look up right now. I was just wondering. Uh, well, Charlie McIntyre is the gaffer. And uh, let's see. Well, let's see. We've got gaffer uh, Michael Bowman and uh, the rigging gaffer, Charles McIntyre. And Cricket was a uh, the rigging best boy set lighting. So I'm guessing Cricket probably works with the rigging gaffer, Charles McIntyre. And uh, yeah, look at that. Charles McIntyre, Inception, The Prestige, Iron Man, and Thor. There so, you go. So they're wow. a team. I love yeah. that. That's great. Yeah. That's my favorite. I have a favorite name that I have to read. And why I have to read it should become clear very soon. The favorite name that I have I would like to bring to you today is Rocky Babcock. And uh, Rocky is an additional (laughs) camera assistant. And Rocky's first credited film on IMDb was in 1993. And Tom, I don't mean to exclude you, but I have uh, I would like Andy to guess for me what Rocky Babcock's first film as second camera operator was. Andy, you have three guesses, and I mean this, the first two don't count. So when we're, we're, we're playing this game, we have to not look. <laughs> you have to I, not look. I was Get already no, no, looking. No, no. no I was already looking on Rocky's page. You damn cheat. You could have gotten I didn't know this. you were going to throw this at me. I didn't know. I will, next time you, you pull this, I will not look. You <laughs> are killing me. What's, what's the answer? I don't even understand what we're doing. 
It's in the name <laughs> of the Father, which has become such an overblown, bloated, uh, must-see movie thanks to the Saturday matinee and the long-running uh, I <laughs> dare that Steve finally watched this movie and now everybody has watched this movie and all of the reviews are pouring in. I don't know why it has become this movie, but I can't believe that the first name that I would pick on the list <laughs> is a guy who worked on In the Name of the Father. It blows me away. Who but, not just worked on it, but started on right, it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a couple of other things that I love that, that uh, you know, he's cast away. So you got your Tom Hanks connection. He worked on that camera on that. He I did, like that. The, but my favorite one is that he... Um, he was the Libra head operator for the Dukes of Hazard, but it's one of the very few uncredited jobs that he took. So I, that checks out. That that fits. <laughs> That's maybe not one you want. You want to see your name? I don't scrolling. need my name in that. Yeah, one. right. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Tommy, did you have any uh, anything that you wanted to uh, point out from the credits? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was I wasn't I was given them about three minutes before we started recording. So I didn't get to do a deep dive. I'm just here to make that clip clippy joke. I'm gonna be quiet for the rest of the time. If that's all you do this whole week, that's all we needed. That's right. <laughs> Charlie McIntyre, I've just been looking at his page while you guys were talking about whatever you were talking about. He was the electrician for and all through the house. One the what the the middle of the first three Tales from the Crypt HBO series. They debuted with three episodes, and all through the house was the first one. This is not only interesting. Oh, I'm talking out loud. <laughs> it's uh, the first three uh, Tales from the Crypts are some of my most favorite things in the entire world. And this is one where Santa, a, guy, a crazy person, escapes from a, uh, a Saint Asylum, dresses as Santa, and goes and starts killing all of these people. It's directed by Ooh. Robert Zemeckis. Um, and it has the immortal line, naughty or nice. And then he puts an axe <laughs> in someone's head. Uh, this is interesting. Oh, Lee Jimmy. I, I love that. I love that show. It's a great show, actually. Yeah. Although I, I've seen far too few, so now I'm going to have to check it out and check out Charlie McIntyre's fantastic work on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well i have uh, a bunch of other little things that that we'll pull up uh i think on friday on our last uh minute with with tommy after we've gone through all the credits mm-hmm. um so i think for now let's let's wrap this one up what do you guys say let's do it perfect tommy would you like to tell everybody where they can find you and learn more about what you do on the interwebs uh oops uh <laughs> I don't, I'm on Twitter, but I don't know how to work it. So don't worry about that. I'm on Instagram, but I don't know what my name is. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Do people still use Facebook? I don't know. I'm not good at these things. Um, how about yeah, a podcast you, that you might be involved in? That I can do. Yes. Oh, is that what you meant? Oh, great. Or, you know, all that other stuff's great too. Well, on the podcast that I listen to, they're like, where can people find you? And they're like, I'm not this on Twitter and this on that. And I'm on those things. I just don't know what I am. Either way. Yes, I am on the podcast podcast with uh, the aforementioned and heard from Pete uh, Wright. It's called What's That Smell? It's a podcast about, it's a funny podcast about anxiety. And I'm also, as you mentioned, on the next Reels film board. And that's it. That's Just to all. confirm, you do that podcast with Pete Wright, not with Pete White. <laughs> well, at I've this got point, I have no idea who's going to show up <laughs> yeah. next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. 
Well, everybody, that is it for today's minute. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Until next time, true believers. Excelsior!